Most of you are or should be already prepped and ready for the next crisis, yet you're afraid of an emergency broadcast signal. Y'all didn't learn anything from COVID. Welcome to Thrive in the Future podcast, positive solutions to help you thrive, designing your intentional life, homesteading, gardening, and rediscovering culture and tradition. Comfrey crowns and root cuttings are now in stock at GrowNutTrees.com, and it's time to place your orders for chestnut seedlings that'll ship in November and December. Chestnut seedlings grown here in the Midwest and adapted to the Midwest. That's at GrowNutTrees.com. Welcome back to Thrive in the Future. Where were you on October 4, 2023? Seems like an innocuous date, but in the afternoon of October 4th, there was a national test of the emergency broadcast system or EMS system. Usually those systems are only done at a county or state level. Shouldn't be any big deal. Yet Twitter and a lot of the Telegram channels that I follow around even around homesteading were abuzz with fears of this is going to activate something got to turn your phone off. You got to put it in a Faraday cage. This is going to activate something through 5G. It's and on and on and on. Even the people who were not typical of that still got dragged into it and were responding to it. Nobody really asked the obvious question, why is the government all of a sudden testing a national alert system? The more reasonable explanation would be that it's preparing for some war footing or maybe another lockdown. Much more likely than this thing is going to activate zombies. So what is at the core of this? It's testing your faith. Well, your faith in what? Unfortunately, it's testing your faith in the system, in the government, and in the empire. Ouch. Now, some of you are saying, I don't have a faith in any of those things. That's not what I have faith in. I have faith in my religion. Okay. Let's flash back to March 2020, where our world changed. So March 13th, Friday the 13th in 2020, we were sent home from work. That weekend, my friend Dave and I were at the gun store. And we were talking about some of the things that could happen. And one of the guys from one of the small towns around Kansas City said that he worked for the water department and that the city government told them that they were activating an emergency and that he was going to have to be locked in for the next two weeks to ensure that they didn't have any risk to the water supply. All of a sudden, this was really, really serious stuff. I shared this on a local board that we had, similar to a Craigslist, but it was an invite list. It's called the North Village. This had everybody, mostly homesteaders, and then a lot of people, unfortunately, that have moved out from town and were wannabe homesteaders. I shared this on that board, and I got verbally abused. And they said, no, you're, you're, you're creating panic. You're freaking out. You're creating fear all around us. And then somebody in that board that worked for the county said, no, he's right. We've all been given this warning that lockdowns are coming starting next week. And then, of course, on Monday, March 16th, then there was the national 
suggested, air quotes, lockdown. Now, this is the key. Just like many of you, I was well prepped. I still had a job. I could work from home. And it shouldn't have affected me at all. I should have just sat at home and been content with what I had. But I wasn't. I went to the store. Two reasons why. One is because they told me I couldn't. And two, I wanted to see just how bad this really was. And I'll include pictures in the show notes here, but the shelves were already bare. There was no milk. The veggie aisle in the soup aisle, in the canned soup aisle, was completely picked through. Nobody had really touched the meat too much yet, and nobody had touched the vegetables. Of course, there was a run on toilet paper, and the toilet paper essentially was pretty much gone. So once again, what is at the core of this? Remember back from episode 74 when we were talking with Cyprian, crisis is a decision point. The word crisis in Greek actually means decision. We are all running from crisis. We don't want crisis. We want today to be like the day before. But without sounding Machiavellian, our leaders want crisis because it allows them to do things and get things done that they couldn't do other under other circumstances. 9-11 allowed the Patriot Act. COVID allowed all the things that happened. Do you really think that the government will never use those tools again? They've got a formula that works here. Let's take a step back for a moment. Just with climate and with some of the other things with transhumanism, if society and the government implemented even a fraction of what they're talking about, it would dramatically change America and your life. We live in an age where we're seeing the rise of rival religions. Now that may sound crazy, but transhumanism is a religion. Some parts of climate are a religion. COVID was rolled out like a religion. It was rolled out with evangelists. It was rolled out with rewards. It was rolled out with an inquisition, both from a vaccine mandate and also from Karens going around and shutting stuff down. In Lawrence, Kansas, in Northeast Kansas, College Town, they had reportedly 100 to 200 calls to the health department a week reporting people and reporting businesses for allowing people in their store without wearing masks. That is an inquisition. Well, that's all really depressing. And I thought this episode was about fight the fear. So let's switch gears here. What do you need to do? Back in 2020, Cyprian, who at that time was still going by Vin Armani, said you need to get to acceptance as soon as possible. Some of the things that we take for granted, the faith in the system, the faith in the government, and even what we've seen over the last 40 years was a bubble. Our great-grandparents who were at the Depression and before 
didn't have all this stuff. They didn't have unions. They didn't have retirement. They didn't have, you know, the boat, the camper, all that stuff. That was a post-World War II bubble. And we're at the bubble. We've used up the debt, or we've run up a bunch of debt. We've used up a lot of free energy. A little bit harder to get some of the energy now. And it's time to pay the piper to some extent. Add in those other things we just talked about, and you're at a crisis decision point. So let's talk about things you can do. First, let's look back. We're at 100 episodes, two years of thriving. We started this podcast in November 2021 in the middle of COVID when the vaccines were just coming out and the companies were already starting their vax mandates. Yet we didn't talk about COVID. We didn't even say the word for the first year. Why? For several reasons. One is that we wanted the podcast to be evergreen. I was already seeing that podcast that I listened to two, three weeks ago said things that were obsolete within two or three weeks. The things that people made predictions about were either outrageous or they were not outrageous enough when it all came down to it. And really, Perpin and I were having conversations about things that mattered, community, skills, building those things. So what do you need to do? Go back to the things we've been talking about for thriving. Form community, learn skills, and design your intentional life. Build the ark, both from a physical standpoint and also from a spiritual standpoint. You want to do that before the rain starts falling. And go back to what Shudra always says. Plant trees, cultivate gardens, and tend livestock. This is not just a catchphrase that we use as a tongue-in-cheek joke. Let's, let's evaluate it. What does it really take to plant a tree? Hope. Hope that I'll still be here five to seven years from now when it bears fruit or nuts. Maybe it's the biggest thing I'll do today. That's not a small thing to say. So if I thought I was going to lose my house or I was going through a divorce, I wouldn't bother to plant a tree on this property if I thought I was going to lose it. Now that's depressing, but let's let's look at it. So planting a tree is hope. Plus, if you're smart, you'll plant a tree that has that can provide for you fruit. I just harvested a handful of hazelnuts from hazelnut bushes that I planted seven years ago. I was about to give up on them, and then I have a handful of hazelnuts this year. I planted chestnuts, two chestnut trees, six years ago. Last year, I got one burr and one nut. This year, I have two burrs, and I haven't opened them up to see how many nuts there are, but, but they're pretty small, so there's probably only one nut in each one of those. It gets exponential. I planted a apple tree, or two apple trees, six years ago. Last year, I got two apples. This year, I have five-gallon buckets of apples. A garden grows my own food, plus it's the place where I go to unwind. Even when I have 10 or 15 minutes for lunch, since I still work from home, I go out to the garden and it's a complete reset. And tending livestock, you've got to have some sort of protein source, 
So if you're not going to harvest the meat, at least get some chickens and get some eggs. Plant trees, cultivate gardens, tend livestock. So I hope this helped. It's not that you want to run or deny the things that are going on, but realize what's going on. Fight the fear. Build the ark. Prep as much as possible. But also prepare spiritually and mentally. And help others to do the same. Then you'll truly be thriving. Take care, everybody. Next time on Thrive in the Future, Carrie from strongrootsresources.com joins me to talk about his homesteading on an urban lot and how he developed a consulting business to teach others how to understand their landscape and to create a productive property, whether it's in urban or suburban lots. It was a good conversation. That's next time on Thrive in the Future podcast. Are you thriving this summer? Join the Thriving Community Telegram group where we share our real-world successes and failures on homesteading, gardening, and designing your intentional life at signup.thriveinthefuture.com. And check out Thriver News. It's thriving community news without the noise. It's where Perpet and I have more long-form articles about different topics, including homesteading, intentional living. For example, some of the things we've had here is how to make comfrey salve or balm on the fly. Uh, the challenge of being present, basically musings from around the fire pit. Teaching kids that failure is an option. A food forest walkthrough of year three, what worked and what didn't. So check it out at thriver.news. And if you like this episode, consider joining the Thriving Patreon, where you can get early episodes, extras, outtakes, ebooks, as well as lots of bonuses. That's at patreon.com slash thrive in the future. Thank you for listening to Thrive in the Future podcast. If you like what you hear, please click that like or subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Thrive in the Future and also go to thriveinthefuture.com.